Hey, redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, and we are officially embarking on season season three. three. It's really exciting, and this is Adrian speaking, but this is really Stephanie's episode. Um, We wanted to do an episode and have it be the first one of season three because so many of you guys, you beautiful redheads, have been asking us, like, when season three coming out? And we were supposed to have it come out in September, early October, and something prevented us from doing that. And we are not as public with our personal lives. We're not on social media. We never have been. When it comes to our personal life, like we don't get us wrong. Like anything about H2 bar box or how to be a redhead, we are 100% talking about. We show like trips and our dogs, but we're not going to share our... Our, yeah, our like if I if day. I bro- like I have a pimple right now, I'm just I'm not going to go on Instagram stories and talk about that. Or if you're sick, or I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. we run the logistics of how to be a redhead constantly um, with our warehouse, with the H two bar boxes being yeah. shipped out, with the customer service, with like yeah. companies being involved. Like, there's a lot of day to day things that we do. And so anyway, this is really Stephanie's episode. I just wanted to say I'm yeah. excited for season three and, and to pave the way that. It is a sort of a heavy episode, FYI. Just this one. This doesn't pave the way for the rest of season three. It was just something that we felt like we should talk about or I should talk about, raise awareness into what happened to me because what happened was I turned 30 in August and around the same time, you know, every month we're sending out our subscription boxes, our monthly boxes. And, and now it's quarterly. so crazy that we launched the quarterly box though, the month that all of this happened, like the week after yeah. it, it happened. So, and we don't want to ruin that experience for no, you guys. We no. don't want to be like, Oh, listen, like the H2 bar box, like the quarterly and the monthly, like we want you guys to be excited and we know it's all about you guys. So yeah, we and we're not over here want... too saying, Oh, well, while all of this was happening in our personal life, you know, pat ourselves on the back for still running how to be a redhead, but it does. I look back at what happened and I can't believe that we juggled so much. Life continues. Yeah. And yeah. But I guess the root of, there's a lot of messages that I think this, this at the end of the episode will portray, but I think it is about how health is number one, first and foremost. Yeah, we can talk about a foundation that we love or a lipstick or like hearing customers about the how to be a redhead box or just random stuff. But at the end of the day, like it is your health because without your health, like you don't really have shit. And I think, I know. And I think, I think too, before you tell them everything that happened, explain to them too, how healthy you are in your daily exercise. As a person? Yeah. Like beforehand and now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a really healthy person. I mean, I'm a yogi. Well, I realized throughout all of this that, I wasn't in yoga, like, off my mat. And if you do yoga as as much as I do and try to instill it in your everyday life, instructors always say, you know, it's not just doing an hour vinyasa class or, like, a 90-minute Bikram class. It's all about when you get off your yoga mat, let's say you're stuck in traffic and someone cuts you off. Are you screaming at that person or are you almost, in the words of my friend Melody, like, blasting them with love and just, like, namaste and going on because – kind of like there's going to be hurdles in life so it's all about how you handle the hurdle and get over it and the people around you throughout it and I think that's like the biggest thing that I learned from everything 
as well as being as well as being grateful. So what happened in September was you were really on a high. Well, no, I guess it, it and it talks about women's health too. This was earlier in May. Um, my menstrual cycle wasn't on track. So I was on birth control last year. And then my husband and I decided, okay, like eventually we want to have kids. So I wanted to be on a, a cycle because I was hearing all these um, friends around me saying, oh yeah, like during your ovulation, you know, like all you need to really know is make sure, you know, you're trying when that time comes, when you have your, your cycle to know your cycle, you know, whether you're 28 to 40 days, I think is the norm. Um, but I think average is like 32 to 35. And I was realizing that I was skipping a lot. Like I was like every, I would skip months. So I went to my gynecologist in May and she did some blood work and found out that I had an elevated TSH. And if you're not familiar what TSH is, is it measures your thyroid levels in your body. It stands for thyroid stimulating hormone, and it measures how much of the hormone is in your blood. And it's produced by the pituitary gland that's in your brain. So that came back fine, my pituitary gland, but my TSH came back high. So she referred me to an endocrinologist, which an endocrinologist is a it specialist. It wasn't really high though. It was borderline high. You no, were, it was high. You're supposed to be between somewhere between like a one and something and a 4.5 and mine was six something. I know, but I feel like. Uh, so it, I was my, considered no, hypothyroidism. My which, only point in interrupting the story right now to say that most people would think it's not that high. I'm fine. But yeah. because Stephanie oh, is yeah. so proactive, yeah. she was like, no, I'm going to an endocrinologist. And they told her in May, how long did you have to wait till like October? Well, I'm so thankful because yeah, I didn't get an appointment till October. And then if you, you know, specialists and everything like that are so hard to, you know, get in their calendar. So technically I was like a 6.5, which was considered hypothyroid. And looking back, you know, some symptoms, if you're not familiar, include like fatigue, weight gain, mood swings, lethargic. I really wasn't hair loss, dry of the skin. I mean, I guess I had dry maybe skin. Maybe brittle but nails. Like maybe that's it for you. Yeah, that's maybe. also common. Constipation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're getting really in raw. Um, <laughs> Stephanie is so open. Guess, You'll okay, get to know her I about that. I will admit sensitivity to cold. Like Brian and I would go out to restaurants and I would always have to bring a jacket. Like I was always feeling freezing all the time. And so I guess I did have some things that were not super, super, uh, like flagged symptoms. It was more like, oh, okay. These are just slightly common symptoms. So then go through the summertime. I feel great. You know, it's my 30th summer. So if you experience a milestone, like, you know, in life, any milestone, you should stretch it out for just not one day, but <laughs> celebrating like the entire month. Um, so then I'm thankful because they had a cancellation. So I got in, I'll never forget, on I think it was September 9th. And I go in and I do have to give it to you. If anyone's listening and knows a physician assistant, a PA, or is one, your job really matters. Because if it wasn't for the physician assistant feeling around my neck, she would have never found the lump that I, I had that was on my later found out right thyroid. 
So I go in and I do a bunch of blood work, making sure that I didn't have an autoimmune disease like Hashimoto's or anything along those lines, which everything came back fine. And then as I was leaving, it's so crazy. Um, as I was leaving the office, I was just there to see the physician assistant. I didn't have an appointment with the actual doctor because they didn't know the extremeness of the what I what I had. So she was feeling around my neck really in depth. Like she was behind me. I think I was like gagging at some point because she was like really, you know, it's a vulnerable like part it's of right your, there. It's right yeah. on your neck collarbone area. And she was like, I feel a lump. Wait, maybe you should say where the thyroid is because dad and I thought that it was like up by your esophagus. Like, like I mean, at the up part so of your, your like tonsils. your thyroid is located... Um, it's a butterfly shaped gland that's located in the front of the neck, just below your Adam's apple. So it's low. So it's low. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like I have a scar right now. I had surgery. So I was pretty surprised that the scar is basically in the middle of like, if you feel your collarbone on the sides of your neck, kind of bring your hands, glide them in the, what would be like, like the front of your neck at the bottom. And there's like a little hollow area. That's where my scar is. And I thought it was going to be a little bit higher. But your thyroid actually, it forms two wings. And it's attached to like your calcium glands. And it regulates everything. So if you're not familiar, what your thyroid does is it is, it functions your, your um, menstrual cycles, your fertility in a lot of women it regulates your weight um and it's small it measures about two inches five centimeters across and so a lot of people don't realize how small it is but what your thyroid does is pretty extraordinary if you don't realize that yes it's only two it's so small but it does everything digestive most um, muscle control, brain development, mood and bone maintenance. Um, it functions like the iodine from diet. So how like salt and stuff like that. So it's really important to get your TSH check. And if you're pregnant, typically you're more familiar with your TSH because more women find out that they're hyper, which means that their body's not generating high, No, sorry, that their body's generating too much thyroid or hypo meaning that your body's not generating enough while you're in your first trimester when you get blood work because you need a lot of blood. You need more thyroid in your body, so you need to be more hyper because you have a baby in your belly, which makes sense. So I just went in, and I'm thankful that looking back at all of this, that I took the steps to, like, really push them. Like, I was calling this endocrinologist office here in Charlotte, like (laughs) – three times a week. Has it been a cancellation? Has it been a cancellation? And it was that persistence that I really was making sure because I wanted to get in the calendar. So you think you had a gut feeling that something could be wrong looking back? No, 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 I just thought, oh, maybe that's just your personality to be proactive about yourself. Yeah. Like if I have, I don't know if the doctor tells me if my gynecologist just made it seem like, okay, yeah, go to an endocrinologist. I like, I like immediate gratification. So if I'm, if I'm, if I, if she told me to do something, I would have gone that day to see the endocrinologist. Like I was almost thinking, damn, if I was like a celebrity, I 
or like whoever, I'm sure that you can just like call an endocrinologist to come to your house. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I should know someone. So if you know someone in your family who's an endocrinologist, they also specialize in diabetes and thyroid and everything. So if you know someone in your family, like I really, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a little jealous. Take them up but on it. But now I love my doctor. So I'm really thankful that I feel like everything happened for a reason. Basically, so I went in and and the doctor was available because I had such an early morning appointment. I think they were like, do you want to come in at 7 a.m.? I was like, I'll be there whenever you want me to be there. So they found the lump. And of course, if you know me and you're, if you're listening and you're a friend, family member, I'm, I am like a worry war. I'm, I, I tend to freak out. Like I was talking through this whole process about the difference between like my husband and Adrian's minds, how they work versus like my mind. And like, I don't know if Josh is like this, so I don't want to like be like, oh, like Josh and I, but I hear bad news or something like that. My mind goes to the future and my friend once told me, well, you can't think in the future because it hasn't even happened. So why even put yourself in that situation? That's actually like the definition of worrying. Yeah. Is you're and worried I think about the future. You and Brian, I would look over at my husband through all of this, like in the middle of the night, guys, at like 3 a.m. and be like, oh my God, like X, Y, and Z. And he's like, Steph, he process, he's like, I process the information. And in my mind, I don't think about the future. And I just looked at him and, and you, Adrian, I'm like envious. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm really trying to work on it. I feel like this is like a therapy session yeah. a little bit. So anyway, long story short, really, I mean, I could talk forever about this, but basically. He did a test. So the doctor was there and we did an ultrasound. And that's when he was like, you know, it's showing that it has a lot of cancer components is what he said. I'll never forget. And I was laying down. And of course you hear the word, you hear that C word and you freak out. I mean, like my whole life, I will be honest, like anytime I go for routine blood work or anything like, or a family member gets diagnosed with cancer or I hear, I, anytime I've heard the word growing up, I'm like petrified of it. Like I just, and my husband later said, you know how common cancer is in this day and age. Yeah. And, I think you think you're envious at a young age and you're like, oh, like I'm just going to these blood work. You're just going to these physicals just to like check it off that year. But you never actually think you're going to leave. Like I literally thought I was just going to leave and everything was going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, Like maybe it was just like an, like maybe the test was wrong. I needed to retake it. So then he did a fine needle um, biopsy, which it is what, yeah, it's the needles that go in. They basically take out a little bit and then they send it to pathology. And I really told, he made a comment to me, like really funny. He said, why don't you just do some shoe retail therapy? And I looked at him, I was like, what's wrong with my shoes? And he, mm-hmm. he was just like, no, just to take your mind off it. And I told him, I said, my personality is, this is going to harp on me all day and all night. Like I will not. And yeah. so then I'm thankful. He called me the next day and you right away when a doctor calls you versus a nurse that it is, you know, he, he said on the phone, don't be alarmed. It's called papillary thyroid cancer. And of course, like I broke down, like I am like, it's, it's like a shaky moment, you know, in your life, you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe it's happening to me. Um, but it, if for someone who doesn't know what it is, it actually is the most common form of thyroid cancer. And And like, it's 
99% like curable. Yeah, like patients with it. I'm just randomly Googling. I don't even know. Endocrineweb.com. He told me not to Google a lot of stuff. And my advice is throughout don't. this whole process, I Googled so much stuff and I was diagnosing my stuff. And one of my doctors even said like, oh, what did Dr. Google say today? Don't go on Google. Like go on Google if you want to look up like a pair of shoes or something, but don't look up about symptoms. But it is estimated... For patients with papillary thyroid cancer, it does have a high cure rate. Um, so and it doesn't spread. Yeah, it, mine wasn't spreadable. Um, so it can spread to the lymph nodes and stuff like that if you find it later in life. I caught it really early on. So I left then, and of course I felt really distraught, and then we met with the doctor the next day. And then the biggest thing was... The following day, I my girlfriend invited me to this golf tournament, and I was really excited because I was like, "Oh, it'll be good to get outside and go on my computer, like get away from my computer, and get just some vitamin D." <laughs> yeah, which we'll talk about later on in episodes. But then I came home and I felt really weird, and I took okay, this is like a, a bomb right now. I took a pregnancy test and actually found out I was pregnant, and. That was obviously life-changing for me because, well, the day before that, we met with our my doctor and we th- we said, you know, um, let's. I just want to get this out ASAP. And he referred me to a really phenomenal woman doctor here who removed thyroids here in Charlotte, really reputable. Um, he, she could, you know, it might take a few weeks. So then, and when that I that fe- felt like a long time to you, remember yes, you were like, I can't wait like two weeks. Ancient, I know. like I wanted it out that day. I, I would go under, like, yeah. If yeah. you told me, I wanted it out of my body, and so then ha- being pregnant, I wrote him right away, my doctor, and we had to kind of go back from square one because you can't perform unless it is an emergency I believe you can't really perform a surgery in your first and third trimester it's only within the second trimester because the first there's too many precautions it's so newly on in a pregnancy and then the the last trimester going under they're afraid that actually the baby's gonna be born and there is an option there is a a higher rate that it will be premature baby so you have to take into account you know, you're pregnant, so you have someone... And this is your first pregnancy, people who don't know. Yeah, I don't have... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my husband and I, we don't have to get into that, but we were very, very surprised. So, and happy at the same time, to be honest, because I think God puts, like, this horrible thing, that cancer, and then this beautiful thing, like, being pregnant. So, I was trying to be really thankful, knowing, hey, okay, I can get pregnant. Um, And I was far along to the point where I didn't have really any symptoms. So I go on with my life or try to by staying busy with how to be a redhead. No, but you decided you weren't going to get the surgery, that you were going to continue. Well, that's later on. So I go for another checkup like a couple weeks later, and I asked my doctor, what would you do if I was your daughter? And he kind of was a little taken back. He said, I'd wait if I was you. It's not spreading. Mm -hmm. We just did an ultrasound. Um... There's a, you know, it's a small lump. There's a lot of women, apparently, who get diagnosed with papillary thyroid cancer because they're finding out through blood work, through all the tests that you take during pregnancy, a lot of women even wait after breast, um, after they breastfeed. 
So I was thinking, oh, okay, you know, going back to how my husband thinks and Adrian thinks, he's so calm. And I have to say, I'm very thankful for having a calm spouse because opposites really attract because I am the polar opposite. And I think that it's really nice to have someone like him and like my sister who are just, you know, they go by the facts and they don't jump to conclusions and they stay calm in situations that you need to stay calm in in life. And I remember, Adrian, you said, you know, this is going to sound really negative, but there's going to be a lot more hurdles in life. So how are you going to deal with this one and basically overcome it to deal with other ones in life? Because no one's life is perfect. So obviously stuff's going to come up and you have to tackle it head on. Because it sets it up for the future. Like yeah. now you know when something else happens because that's life. Yeah, and I was just You're talking gonna to- You're going to be and, ready. Right, and I was just talking to a friend whose grandmother's turning 101. <laughs> I wow, know. that's and, so cool. And I was like, wow, she probably like is so healthy. And she said she's battled br- breast cancer and another cancer. Wow, And Same. two or three different types of cancer. And it hit me like, oh my God, cancer like doesn't define you. So I was trying to get over the fact that- Everyone always said to Adrian and I, oh my God, we have such great genes in our family, which we do. And after this happened, I People actually- People live long in our family and yeah. they live long with nothing wrong with them, really. Right. So after this happened to me, I thought, oh my God, I'm not going to- like. This is how my mind was thinking. I was like, I'm not going to live long because it, this happened. So I'm no. going to be like the person that's not living long. And I was saying all these negative things in my head. So then I stopped doing hot yoga and I went into like a little more of a meditation- and we're not sponsored by any means by the app Calm, but or and by any way. But my endocrinologist recommended the Calm app, and I do highly recommend it for someone. If you're thinking about like going into meditation or even exploring the option, and you're kind of stuck, it is a really nice outlet because every morning they alert you when it's time to meditate based on your morning routine, and it's ten minutes, and there's always a message, and the woman just makes you feel so much better and it's been like the most amazing thing for me internally to like process things and what a great way to start your day on like a meditation and I was also doing throughout the day these these body scans that you can do for meditation through the app anytime I was feeling you know you go on your day-to-day and then it's kind of like a cold like then it kind of hits you in the middle of the day and then I would like not hyperventilate but then I I would think oh my god oh my god I can't believe this is happening to me so then I would calm I would breathe and I was doing a lot more meditation yoga classes which really helped and we were planning a trip out west with my family and we still went on it and then my best friend Michelle we actually were deciding if we shouldn't even go on it because we thought it should you be traveling yeah but my doctors were saying yeah it's fine being in the United States and then my girl my best friend growing up since we were three years old we've been best friends was getting married in December I was in the wedding and I was so happy for her and like great things were we were doing. So then I went up to Massachusetts for her bridal shower. And this is like a month. Now this is like a month later. Yeah, a month later. And to be honest, everything was, I was thinking about how I had the can the cancer and the lump, like, I couldn't feel it before. And I didn't see it. But then once my doctor showed me in the mirror, I was feeling it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And we it, kept telling her in Jackson Hole to stop doing that. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I get like, anal about things sometimes when I just have to step back and be like okay relax and hey if you're listening and you've been through what I been through and you had a baby and you waited after 
to get it removed, props to you, because I just couldn't get over the fact that I had this in my body, but yet like something was growing in my body. So I had something bad and something good. It was like a, a weird feeling to kind of- Like almost like a battle, like a little bit. Yeah, like I would feel happy about being pregnant, but because I had a really easy like 10 weeks, um, but I also had this like growing on my neck. And my doctor assured me, you know, nothing's growing. I was doing like a lot of steps to track it with an ultrasound and it was kind of just staying there. I don't know how long I had it. Um, if you've done some research, papillary thyroid cancer, it's, they say it's either genetics or environmental. So then I would start like getting really, really into like, water and I don't even want to go into that but then <laughs> to this date like I don't drink any tap water I'm like very like I don't even want to touch it I was in New York City recently visiting girlfriends and it was hard for me because they claim that New York City's water is great but you don't really know what's in it yeah so and then I hear about all these papillary thyroid outbursts like or around the country and then how thyroid is even the in the United States like the level the it's spiking like so much. So it kind of puts things into perspective. Like, oh my God, is it the environment? Is it the genetics? So this is all going through my mind, right? I, but I do remember when we At were in Jackson. At the same time, getting brands in the box. No, which I, I love, <laughs> but that's my job. I had to be a redhead. I know. And when we were in Jackson, it's like, uh, as a sister and like anyone who has a sister, like when I look at Stephanie, like without her even talking, I usually know how she's feeling or what she wants to do just from her eyes and in her expressions about things. And like when we were in Jackson, I think that like, you know, when we were growing up, Stephanie would talk about having kids and I never did. And like, it was always like, that was like kind of Stephanie's going to have kids someday. Stephanie's going to have kids. And like, I could just sense that your concentration wasn't on the pregnancy. It was no, more it, on the thyroid. And it was, yeah, there was like, nothing that, I think that that was what my parents and I, and obviously Brian and Josh felt like, there's nothing that we could do to help Stephanie, except just be there for her, yeah. supporting you and like making you laugh and stuff. Like I wasn't looking at anything baby related. You don't, you didn't even talk about it. No, I didn't. Well, yeah, because It was I, just hard to go there? Well, I was excited, but then I knew, I just kept thinking, oh, I have to wait to get it removed. And I know that's so selfish. Would say how long that would be though. It would be. Well, so, so let me just, so I was up in Massachusetts for my girlfriend's bridal shower. And at this time I was about 10 weeks and if, and we didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about it or not on the podcast, but um, the first night I was up there and I was thankful my mom was invited to my girlfriend, Michelle's bridal shower. And she just was like, you know, when you told me you were to go up, I had just a feeling and I wanted to go up with you. I didn't want you to be alone. So that night we went out to dinner to with my two cousins and uh, my gut was telling me, don't tell them yet about the pregnancy because I was bleeding a little bit um, prior to dinner, but it was just TMI, but it was a little bit of like dark brown blood. And I think it's really common from what my doctor was saying that it's kind of your old period releasing and it's really common like before you enter your second trimester. So our mom um, has had two miscarriages. I feel like we could yeah. talk about that. Um, mm -hmm. So she was alarmed when she even heard me say the word like blood or bleeding or anything like that. And then I started developing cramps and I knew right off the bat, my mom even was like, Steph, I think 
when we got home after dinner, she was like, I think you're having a miscarriage. And then all of a sudden, just like this sense of like outer body experience happened where like I was on the ground. And then before you know it, like my mom, I remember being in the car. In the hotel, in the hotel. Yeah, I remember being in, and we're just a town over from where my grand, where my dad, our dad grew up. And I don't know if you guys have this, like, I think about it, like everyone, I don't know. And in your childhood, you have this, like, I don't know if it's like a building or maybe it's your school or like something happened and you kind of, there's like landmarks that you resonate with. And for me, it was this hospital in my grandfather's home in our grandfather's hometown because of the fact there's been like a lot of traumatic, like our grandmother was rushed there to the hospital, like the day she died. He was there a lot before he passed. Yeah. And so it was always, um, the place. So then of course, what do you know? I'm going through a miscarriage. Like, and I, like, it's kind of crazy that the week before I was in Jackson, I was in Wyoming and Utah. And then after that, we had gone to my in-laws who live in South Carolina. And then I end up in Massachusetts, like the week later with my mom at the hospital, that Milford hospital. And it's just crazy how things work. But it was a feeling that I've never had before. And I, I wanted to talk about it because after I feel like it's something that no one talks about. Like that was the first thing you told me. Yeah. And no you one, were kind of frustrated that you, well, I think a lot of women blame themselves about things. It's, it's, was it stress related? Was it this? Was it that? And after my guy, my OB, my, who was my gynecologist as an OB. So she was going to deliver the baby. Um, she was like, you know, one, one piece of advice is never blame yourself because you didn't, there's no scientific data out there or studies that say like X caused this or so when it comes to miscarriages, it could be a number of fact, different things. And now I registered the fact that it happened for me to focus on myself and my friend Kira read the book spirit babies or introduced me to it. And I haven't read it, but it basically talks about how the soul is born like during conception. And then when a baby hat, like a spirit baby. So during a miscarriage, it's almost saying she was like, I look at it like the baby left for you to take care of yourself. And that made me feel good because I really believe that that's what I was thinking about my thyroid so much that I think it was almost like the baby was like, okay, mom, you have to figure out yourself, but I'll be back. And when, you have to give a hundred percent of yourself. Yeah. To, and you I weren't going to be able to do that. That's what your worry was too. Yeah. Because I just, yeah, you're taking care of a living being that needs you like for 18 years, but like they need you like the moment they're yeah. born. Yeah. And I don't, the thought about like getting, having surgery like a couple weeks later and then like, my recovery was pretty quick. I was like five days, but then like you have a newborn. I don't know. I just, me personally, I couldn't do it. And I, my doctor was saying women do it and Hey, props to them. I'm not, I mean, I just don't think I'm strong enough in that category to do that. And you know, if the miscarriage happened, maybe it would have been a different story. And I would be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm getting a surgery. I'm getting my thyroid removed, but it was a lot like, so so then the next, so that happens th- Thursday night. The following Friday, I get my thyroid removed. This was like November, what was it? November I had 2nd. November, November 1st, I had surgery. 1st. And surgery went great. Uh, 
the only thing was like, if you ever had your thyroid moved, it's like your body's getting used to not having a thyroid. So it's like a tingling sensation. I think I had like 75 Tums in like five days. I kept she saying kept, like, I need kept, Tums. I need she kept tums. going, is that, am I, I going to feel like this forever? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the, the miscarriage part of things, and this is why I wanted to bring it up, was the fact that it's almost like a, a shameful feeling that you have when it happens. And I think because like, I get the medical state of things, but like the release papers leaving the emergency room just said like abortion, like at the top. And did it really? We're not going to go into like yeah. pro choice, pro life. This isn't like a political thing, but yeah. And it's kind of like a, like you're looking at it as if to be like, wow. I'm, I, and I don't want to go into details about the emergency room. If you've ever been through a miscarriage, you do feel a sense of loss after, but I almost felt a sense of rebirth. I don't know. I just felt. Good having, obviously, my mom there who's been through two. And I look at it. My mom looked at me when it was all happening. And I said, Am, like, oh, my God. And my mom just kept saying, everything happens for a reason. You have to think you and your sister wouldn't be here if I had my two. And then, you know, I have to realize that the baby wouldn't have been healthy. Like, a miscarriage happens because the baby typically couldn't form into the placenta, which the placenta like regulates, like it's their home for six months. So I had to just keep telling myself everything happens for a reason, everything happens for a reason. And then that really made me feel really, really, really good inside and having a calm husband and obviously family and friends with me um, really helped to, I think, deal with it. But I think it's just like this shameful thing. Like you hear celebrities talk about later down the road or something. Like my mother-in-law was telling me who just, Carrie Underwood had two or three miscarriages. Oh, wow. And she wanted like her, I don't know the details because I don't, I'm not, I, I like, I think like her music, but I didn't follow the story. But she wanted her kids to be close in age. And then I think she finally came out saying like she had a miscarriage. So I think it takes a lot for women to step to kind of say it, say that they had it. And then once you had it, one, I feel like it's an unspoken bond, kind of like not redheads, they say is like in a secret club. But then after, soon after that, my one doctor's nurse was saying she had one. And then I met someone else who had two. And then I'm hearing from my girlfriends who are like, yeah, my parent, my mom had one. Oh, my cousin had two. My, you know, you start seeing like, wow, it's almost like an unspoken community that a woman goes through something like this where try not to cry, but it's kind of really emotional. So then I had my surgery out. I had my thyroid removed, which was honestly when I woke up, minus being like, where are my glasses? Because my prescription is so <laughs> thick that I can't see anything. But I felt really, really good about everything. And it happened so quick. Like we were in Jackson. Yeah. She was pregnant with the thyroid problem. And then within two weeks had had the miscarriage and then was already had her thyroid out. It was like, and I remember looking at her like, cause she healed so fast after the yeah. thyroid. It was like, she was, her voice didn't change. She was completely normal. Everything was like back to normal. Yeah. And I was like, Stephanie, can you believe that like two weeks ago, like your life was completely different? Yeah. And I, and I don't think I'm going to cry saying this, but it was like, I, we received so many, I received so many great cards and everything like that. But the one that like really stood out was Josh. My brother-in-law's card said, you know, you lost a baby and you lost a thyroid, but you gained like a bigger heart. Like your heart is like trumps everything. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
It's okay. Yeah, I know. So, wow, this is like a really raw <laughs> podcast episode. So then, um, so that really stuck with me because I was like, you know, I lost in 2019. Like we, anyway, so I made my husband do like this burning ceremony on New Year's Eve. And he doesn't really like anything like that, but he did it. And I was like, we talked about our highs and lows. And of course, like that was a low, like my whole thyroid thing was like just the, the general subject was low thyroid. And then it was um, really only 60 days of all of this. Yeah. Like it happened really quickly. And you know, what's crazy is I'll go back into the burning ceremony, but a lot of people I met, and I think this is a really good message is a lot of people that I didn't tell, like my best friends and everyone knew of course during all of this but like a a girl that I'm not really super close with I told her kind of like a general story of what happened because she was like oh I haven't seen you in so long and she was like oh I feel like I saw you like around like September or October and you looked fine like you seemed great so my thing is like you know if you have a couple friends in your life that you think are great doing great then just reach out to them because I think you know, just a simple, like, how are you doing? I think could really open up a lot of doors emotionally about just sometimes it's the friends that you think's doing good. And I think that's why social media makes everyone's life look so perfect. But at the end of the day, I mean, I wasn't posting, I haven't posted anything about my thyroid, but I just didn't want to put that out there. But I think social media makes it look like everything is so perfect. And then so just reach out to your friends. But I made him do a burning ceremony on New Year's Eve. And we we talked about 2019. And it really hit home that, like, I wasn't going to let 2020, like, not be the year. I was going to be be the year of a lot of things. Like, be the year of staying positive, not overthinking things, not thinking about the future. Um, just taking it day by day. But being more appreciative. And I think being grateful for so many things that I had in throughout this time but in my life in general and I think 2019 you know if you've gone through losses like I went through three really big losses like we lost our grandfather in March and then my thyroid I lost in well the baby I lost in October and then my thyroid in November and I was like oh my god I lost like three and they say things come in three so I just find that like really super ironic but I again not gonna let this define me so I kept telling myself that but talking about making this the best year yet, like, and kicking off 2020 with kind of just a fresh mindset, you know, no thyroid, but keeping that regulated. And I think the moral of everything that I learned was the practice of gratitude. And I think it really helped me before bed to just think about like three or four things that day that, and I still do it every night. I pray and then like, I say three or four things that I'm thankful for that happened that day. But then throughout all of this, I just kept thinking about how thankful I was for so many things, for catching the thyroid early, Mm -hmm. for my family and friends, for my spouse, for my mom being there during my miscarriage, um, for my great doctors, for medicine, for having insurance. Like I was thankful for like way. And then honestly, I was, I did a list in my head. I was like, I'm thankful for like 50 plus things. And then I'm not, I mean, like, the con list was really just finding out I had the, I mean, the C word, but I was realizing that how much it is to reflect and to be grateful for a lot in life. And I think around Thanksgiving, you know, it's a thankful time. And I think a lot of people just 
maybe you go around a table at Thanksgiving and say what you're thankful for, but I think it's important and maybe um, suggesting to you guys throughout the year to kind of say what you're thankful for because I think it's going to make things in life seem so much more important. Like if something happens horrible, like maybe you didn't get the job you loved, maybe like you got in a little fender bender or you missed your flight or like petty stuff happens like that in life. But like at the end of the day, you're Mm. still breathing, you're still living. Think about like all the stuff in life that you're more thankful for when it comes to health, um, whatever God or gods you you know, um, whatever you believe in, whatever you believe in, like, but being with your family and friends, a significant other, a partner, whoever, um, is very important to go through life. So I think just think about your life when you're going through your day to day and it's like, okay, I'm mad about this. I'm whatever it is. Like at the end of the day, the stuff that you're typically mad at an Amazon order, for instance, like your prime didn't come or, (laughs) you know, your food didn't come in time at a restaurant. Like it's all petty BS. It really is. It's like, I know. And I think we don't put that with how to be a redhead because we realize like, yeah, there are some things that we really are picky about when it comes to like our beauty box and that's our brand. But there's been a few hiccups. Like a brand says, you know, something happens. We have a delay in a shipment and I'm trying in my mind to be like, okay, it's all right. Like everything's yeah, going to be it, okay. Yeah. And like my friend Michelle, for instance, like the bus was picking us up late, the bridesmaids the day of her wedding. And she was kind of a little bit freaked out. And I was like, Michelle, at the end of the day, like, you know, it's yeah. not okay. It's okay that we're late. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. She's a late person anyway, but I'm just trying to think about in life now moving forward. And I think this is going to help me be a better mom and be a stronger mom because I'm going to realize they're going to have hurdles in life. Like I think about my parents who had to deal with this too. And I, I just think it's important to kind of think about the bigger picture and realize that everything happens for a reason. But at the end of the day, you have to be really grateful for the things that you have in life. The people, not so much the materialistic items like I haven't gone shopping in so long because I'm just like, I'm 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 more just like so grateful. I'd rather like spend time with the people around me than go shopping, you know, or like yeah. relationships have really meant like the most to me than ever in my life because I'm realizing that's something that means more than anything. So, so to take away from all of that, I, I just want to say that I find it really brave of you to talk about it because Thanks. when, yeah, it I, took a I, while. I, I waited know. a while. I like, we I were going to pic- just come out with season three anyway. And then I was like, Stephanie, this is just like not authentic. And like, I think what Stephanie and I sometimes like battle with, and we don't even talk about it is like how to be a redhead is like, only, like we agreed when we started, which we just celebrated nine years, which is awesome on January 11th. Um, When we started How to Be a Redhead, we we both agreed that it was just going to be a positive outlet. Right. And like, we do not allow like bullies. If you're a bully, we block you. If yeah. <laughs> you are hurting other people throughout like social media comments, like you're, we don't allow that. And we wanted it to be a place where redheads could come and feel empowered and feel 
positive all yeah. the time. And I think that's why sometimes it's hard for Stephanie and I to open up because life is full of ups and downs. And so we only talk about the ups, like, oh my God, like your H2 bar boxer shipped. Like, oh my God, we just got this in the mail. Like, oh, Stephanie and I are so excited. We released this, we're launching this, we're doing this. And so we want to just focus on the positive. And so I think it took like Stephanie, like probably a lot longer than normal to even talk to you guys about it because it's not positive, but at the same time, it's like such a big learning lesson that like she wanted to share with you guys. And like, I remember last year we were going to start doing redhead beauty events. So we started our first event in March and we were in New York city and we fly up there. And the minute we fly up there, we found out our grandfather had passed away. And so we're having an event that night on the Upper East Side. All these people are coming. Madison Reed is our sponsor. And like all these makeup brands are there. And Stephanie and I just, we knew that night was about you guys. It was about our followers. Mm -hmm. And we can't bring negativity into the space and talk about how our grandpa right. passed. And even though some people I'm sure would have been like really accepting of that, we just didn't want that. So we just covered it up and we're like, we put on a smile and no one knew. And then we like went to the funeral services and it was a long process. And then I think like when Stephanie went through all of this, there was like never a question that she was going to like go on Instagram stories and talk about it mm -hmm. because we don't want any of you to feel less when you go onto our social media platforms. Right. We, and I, I don't think that that's a, like a fault of ours. We just, that's just how we've always been. And even like five minutes before we decided to record this podcast to kick off season three, Stephanie was still on the fence about talking about the miscarriage. And I said, just talk about what you're comfortable about. But I do think it's really brave for you to talk about it. Thanks. Because it, I think it definitely made you stronger. Like yeah. times 500. I think so too. I, yeah, I feel stronger than ever. And I think, you know, my biggest I guess it's almost like embrace the moment and cherish the unexpected. Like I think easier said than done when certain events happen, but I think it's really important to just live each day to day because we really only live one life. And at the same time, be on top of your health and know everything happened to reasons. Like there's so many messages that I can talk about. I'm just, I'm grateful for everything that did happen and is currently happening. And I just, it's, it's made me the person I am. So yeah. And if, you, if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, I need to like email me stuff or like, you want to just tell us about something that relating to this or anything really, just feel free to shoot us over an email. And I think we're, it's what Adrian just said. It's the community behind how to be a redhead that I think is why we, I wanted to talk about this and bring and bring this up and, and have a platform to to talk about it and not just on how to be a redhead.com. We're going to do an article, but I think it's just really it's it was important for us to share this on the podcast and know that we are going to focus on some health issues um, throughout season three and everything will be lighthearted and fun. Like we'll be back to like always laughing and like sharing our most positive yeah. topics. But, um, we thought that this would be a really real, we're very real people anyway, if you know us. Um, so we wanted to kick off season three being real and Steph, really proud of you for everything. Thanks. Yeah. 
feel good about everything. Yeah. So definitely um, give us a five-star review and want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast. Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with podcasts products mentioned so much more and we're so 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 excited for season three if you have anything you want us to talk about um always dm us email us and um we'll put the email the best email our general email is info at how to be a redhead.com we always put that in the info notes if you guys or the podcast notes if you guys want to reach out i know stephanie talked about writing emails we look at all those emails um that go through our customer service so that's the best way you can also go on the contact us on how to be a redhead.com and we see all those emails too um but steph i know that you feel the same way it's like really nice to be able to have an audience to talk to yeah it's good to talk about things i think talking about it throughout this whole process has been really helpful so i just yeah i feel better talking with people because also it's nice to share your thoughts and then with friends and family and they they help me stay grounded so yeah I'm forever thankful and it's gonna be a great year yeah I'm excited 2020 baby (laughs) if you know Steph she's like really goofy and funny Mm -hmm. so that's what we wanted to see and she was really goofy and funny throughout Christmas and the holidays and New Year so That's really great. So anyway, so great to um, be back and we will be updating episodes every Friday. So stay tuned to our social media to always share links about where we will be to listen to all the episodes and all the cool stuff. And thanks again for, I know Stephanie, it's, um, it was a heavy episode, but it was needed. And we appreciate you guys always. Yeah. Thank you for listening for us. Yep. (laughs) Rock it like a redhead. redhead.